Yo, what's good, everybody? And this week's episode is brought to you guys by our amazing sponsors over at Skillshare. Guys, I love Skillshare so much because they are a one-of-a-kind learning community that helps you guys become the best version of yourself and learn so many dope and amazing skills. Guys, you know here we're always giving you all the resources to level up and become the best version of yourself. And Skillshare has really amazing courses that you guys can sign up for. They have an amazing purpose course. A lot of guys have been hitting me up and telling me how much that's been impactful to their life. And they have so many other amazing courses. And you get all these courses for free. Yes, guys. That's why I love Skillshare so much. They give you guys these courses for free. And you can sign up for free. Go to Skillshare.com slash the roommates. One more time at a Skillshare.com slash the roommates. Go ahead and sign up guys. Learn some amazing skills. Build yourself up. Level yourself up. And for the first 1,000 people that sign up, you guys get Skillshare Premium for free, guys. Skillshare is giving so many great resources, so many great tools. I want every last man to take advantage of it, guys. As always, there's two kinds of people in life, people that complain and people that make a change. Make a change. Skillshare.com slash the roommates. You'll thank me later, and let's get to this week's episode. This week. On a roommate podcast. So when new challenges comes up, those natural insecurities, those experiences that you have, they also come up as well. Mm-hmm. But if you believe those things yeah. in your mind and you actually act out on it, then yeah, what you're afraid of will come true mm-hmm. because your identity wasn't strong enough. Yeah. You know, you have to have a strong enough identity when those things come, man. You you are you're strong still. Mm-hmm. You won't waver, you won't you won't move. Identity is so freaking important. How do you view yourself and how God views you would change your entire life. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Afiz. Chris is the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. What up, everybody? And welcome to The Roommates. Because what, what dudes don't understand... With this whole level up movement, is that when you're when when you're a guy who's genuinely leveling up, just by going on the path to leveling up, you're no longer average. Yep, exactly. You they don't understand average. that. Oh my god, they don't understand that. <laughs> the conversations become different. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, <laughs> you sound so different from any other guy. Any other guy. Oh my god, you are no longer average. No. So you are right now at least a five point one. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? above average. Hey, above average. <laughs> 5.1. Yes. And so what happens is when you go on a date, the first thing a girl sees is your what? Your skin. Chris always would say, he said, I want a girl not to love me for my money, not to love me for my stuff, but I wanted to see my face and want to rip my clothes off. Rip it off, baby. And 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 this is not even part of the commercial. I'm just saying. So imagine you're a guy. Most guys don't have skincare. Yeah. Most guys are not taking care of their faces. But imagine you're a guy, got the skincare. You go on these dates, you meet these women, you uh-huh. go into these meetings, and like, God dang, they got some great skin. Yeah. Leveling up. You got to take advantage of it, man. It's, it's a sleeper. You got to. You got, you got to take advantage of it. And, and so... You can have the nicest clothes you want to, but if your skin bad, they going to yeah. see that first. <laughs> <laughs> for real. For real. So, shoot. Go get geology. Also, if you need the extra help, the dermatologist is real. Yes. Yes. yes I used yes. to have to do... I used to take pills for that, man. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Bro, know what I thought about as well? Going back to leveling up phys- physically, dermatologist is good. Know also what guys can do 
Invisalign. Yes. Yes. Like I, I've I've learned that this is a free game for all the women. To be above average as a woman, you gotta do three things in my opinion. Here we go. Three simple things physically. Getting your best shape possible. Every girl can do it. Yeah. Getting your best shape possible. Two, get Invisalign, get braces, just sacrifice two years. You'll be all right. Three, go on a hair growth routine. Grow your hair out. Have, have nice hair. Nice hair, nice body, nice teeth. Great. You'll win. You'll see the results. You'll Guaranteed. See it. It's a night and day. It's a night and day. You'll feel better. You have more confidence in yourself, more self-esteem. Yes. That don't mean you act a fool out there. I mean, just because you went up a point, I want to act like a 10. Like, whoa. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, nah, I think that's huge, man. Skin, yeah. face, teeth, yes. all that's big, bro. All of that. Yeah, you need man. It. So, so like, like you were saying, the guys who are leveling up, guys who are putting in the work, they don't understand that most guys are not doing it. I remember Gary, somebody once said, said to Gary V, they were like, Gary, why do you give so much free information online. Aren't you afraid that someone's going to take your information and start their own company that's better than yours? You know what Gary said to them? What he said? He said, I don't care about somebody. I, was, I don't care about giving free information because no one's going to apply it. Exactly. No one's going to do it. I can give you all the, all the steps to how I got to where I got to. 99% of you won't do it. Yep. So nothing to worry about. Yep. Guys going to hear me, hit the like button, clap, Comment, donate, whatever it may be, but guess what? They ain't gonna do. They're not gonna put the work in. It, it's it's crazy because we have always said like, hey, the people that started with us are no longer doing what we're doing. Like mm-hmm. the podcast, the YouTube channel, people that started four years ago are still not doing it because we'll know like, hey, it may be hard to get where we want to be, but it's only a matter of time. Yes, you know. So like, just having that that persistence and that grind and a consistency. Man, that goes a long way if you're yes. a guy. That's why I'm saying if you level up over and over and be consistent, you'll get to your goal. Yes. That's all you have to do. Just continue to do it. Yes. Eventually you'll get there. Yes, man. So guys, and I love the I love that point that you brought up too about the conversation. Cause I was just thinking about that. Like, cause I was actually thinking about that same thing. Cause what happens is guys don't realize how much they fail, especially when it comes to the dating stuff. Cause when you go on a date, and you're talking to a woman, a lot of guys don't realize they have nothing to talk about. Oh, my God. There's like, what What are you going to share? What are you going to tell that's compelling? What is interesting about you? Exactly. Most guys, there's nothing interesting. No offense to them, they don't got nothing going on. Exactly. But imagine you went on a date, girls telling you what, you do, what you're doing. You know, I got this gym membership, and I got this workout program that I've been doing for the past couple of months. And then on top of that, you know, I, I got counseling. You know, I got this coach. You know, I'm doing this healing stuff to deal with my, you know, past wounds, identity courses. Then on top of that, I'm growing spiritually, getting in my word, oh reading my devotionals. And then on top of that, you know, I'm budgeting, building my business up, taking care of my finances, investing in stocks. Da, 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 da. Bro, that girl will be like, what the fudge? Her, her vagina will start tingling. <laughs> her vagina is tingling. I'm telling you man I be, like men don't understand that that is literally so big in a conversation especially on the first date yeah you will stand out completely yeah 
Like it, it's it's crazy because you can literally see the interest on her face. Mm-hmm. You can see how she's like, "Oh my god!" Like this guy is different. This guy is on his stuff. Yeah. This guy understand his his strengths and weaknesses. He understand his the mistakes he made and how he's going to avoid it. He's applying things in his life. Like this guy is that shows maturity. Mm-hmm. That shows responsibility. That's all those things are attractive to women. So if you, as long as you 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 level yourself up and you can portray in a great manner to women. Mm-hmm. Fam, you gonna win every time. That's yeah. why. That's why I say, like, if we go on a date with a girl, it's a wrap. It's not. It's not cocky. It's yes. just like it's com- It's just like it's, it's confidence. The interview is on point. The interview is on point because you ask me a question, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, if you yeah, ask yeah. Fees a question, and be yeah. like, tell him, tell me about the last five years. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's it's crazy. You know, we can go super ratchet. You can go so super spiritual. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what? Yeah. what yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 crazy, man. Because just the journey we've been on, we learned through so much. We've been through a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, to share that what happened in the last four or five years, yeah. yeah, man. It's 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 literally a a a tool in the bag that a lot of guys don't have and yeah. don't understand its impact, bro. And not even just so much, which I agree to you all the way about. What have you done in the past four or five years? But so much, what are you planning on doing in the future? Exactly. I think a lot of guys don't understand that. Like like I said, a woman likes men for planning and a man for destination. Yes. So when a woman's talking to you, it's like, they're kind of, it's kind of like, I, I said, imagine, imagine there's like five taxi cars and what a girl's doing is going to each taxi and be like, where are you going? I don't know. Okay, next one. Where are you yeah. going? I'm not sure. Where are you going? She's trying to see which taxi is going to take her to where she wants to go. So what ends up happening for a lot of a lot of these people is that when you have this destination for a lot of girls, they're like, oh my gosh, a man with a plan? Yes. Like, like I said, it's just, it's just, I've always told, I was talking to this guy on the phone. I said, the sad reality of life is, you know what I really enjoy? What? Lazy people. Mm. Why you said that? Because they make life so much easier for me. Hmm. Because I'm because we're competing in the world. Yeah. If you really look about it, if you really think about, think about like it, like life is a race. Yes. And is and your opponent is eating hot Cheetos, drinking um, purple Kool Aid, and just laying on the couch all day. Yep. I'm like, man, I, it hurts me that you're lazy, but I'm just gonna win. The opportunity is greater for me. The other you? guys is like, you guys understand, there is with let's say. With my girl, there is no way you can take her. None, absolutely none. There's no way. I would. I would love for you to try. Try. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to see. It won't happen. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah. What, like you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand the difference. Yeah. Because you ain't put in this. You. You're not me. Yeah. You could be. Yeah. You got all really. the tools. <laughs> you got all the tools to get there, yeah. but you're not gonna put the work you're in. You're not gonna put the work in. You expect her to downgrade from this kingdom? No, nah, <laughs> I like how you. <laughs> you expect her to downgrade from this kingdom? Nah, man, that's so true, bro. Nah, man, when you've been with Achilles, you can't go back. You can't go back. <laughs> you can't go back. It's Hector! tough. Hector, <laughs> that boy, that's probably one of the most gangsterest movie scenes in the world, bro. That boy hugging his parents, hugging his wife, saying bye to his son. Achilles down there, Hector, like, come get this work. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Shout out to Achilles, man. Shout out to God dang Brad Pitt, a.k.a. Oh, Achilles. Um, but what I want to talk about today, because I've realized that the 
I said this to you before a couple of years ago that my friend told me, he said that the character of a pastor creates the culture of a church. Yes. You know? And so I think the character of a leader creates the culture of the movement. Or his followers. Or his followers. Okay. And so um, I, I, I see that a lot of dudes, even though we haven't done explicitly religious content in a long time, a lot of dudes who are religious, spiritual, whatever the heck you want to call it, um, they really rock with the show. Yes. And um, and I think it's interesting because I think, like, even though we're not trying to do it, it's because it's naturally part of who we are. It just comes out. It just comes out and they resonate with it. Yes. So I know I know a lot of these guys are leveling up, putting in the work and all that stuff. And so I want I what I want to do today is I want to um, talk about the leveling up concept from the religious perspective because there's a lot of questions that I know a lot of people's conditioning has taught them otherwise. Yes. Um, and so, like, like oh, damn it, what was I gonna say? Boom, 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 religious perspective. Anyway, I forgot. So, yeah, so a lot, like I said, a lot of them sending messages, reaching out. And like I said, I, w- I want to talk about the leveling up concept. I, w- I want to talk about the importance of spiritual growth, because like we say, leveling up everywhere in life. Um, but the very first thing that I noticed, and let's let's go to, hmm, how can I, let's go, let's go to um, spirituality first. Christianity, okay. the okay. gospel, all that good stuff. The biggest thing that I've noticed is that a lot of guys view, when we talk about spirituality, loving us spiritually, they view it as a feminine thing. Mm-hmm. You know? They view, it's like, it's like the last thing on their mind. They love the money part. They love the getting the shape part. They love the getting girls part. Emotionality, yeah. yeah. Spirituality, yeah. what the fudge is he talking about? Yeah. But really leveling up spiritually, I feel like a lot of guys... They overlook that. They push that to the side. They don't focus on it because I think they think that's for women and for children. Yes. You know? And so what's fascinating is that, you know, you read in the Bible, you hear all these superheroes, you know, like David, you know, like like um, obviously Paul, obviously, you know, all the prophets. You, you're talking about guys like Joshua. You look at all these superheroes of the faith, and these were men's men. You know what I mean? Like, they were warriors, they were kings, you know what I mean? They were leaders. But they were they the all, celebrities back then. Yeah, yeah, but they also walked with God. Yes. But somehow, what has happened in 21st century America is that, for some reason, a lot of guys think now God is like a feminine woman thing. And so, I was curious, in your opinion, why do you feel like so many guys have that disconnect and thinking that okay, that part is for ladies. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a lot of re- reasons. One, you know, even in the households that that they probably grew up in, most of the people that went to church consistently was their parents or their mother. Actually, mm-hmm. um, their mother is the one that's their that that's who's the spiritual leader of the household is. That's mm-hmm. the one that's praying over dinner, praying over them at night. You know, uh, telling them to pray about it or. You know, praying over them, daggum, holy water, walking around, yeah, all those things. Yeah, yeah. Though, you know, those, the women are the ones bringing them to church, making sure they're in, in Sunday school, 
you know, things like that. And then obviously if you go to church, it's mainly women, mm -hmm. you know, especially, you know, uh, older women. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot of young single people in general. It's mainly just a lot of older people, mainly older women in churches. So I think that's why they probably see. And because, and then also is, you know, women are more, how do you, how do I put that? They're more out there with it. You know, mm -hmm. they, they make their faith known more. Like they, they always say, I, I rely on God. I pray on, like I pray with God. Um, and it's not, men don't do that as much. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they don't, I, I just think that it's more of a women thing because women kind of just took it over. Yes. Like they rely on God more, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, I just think that if you look at it compared to the athletes, mm -hmm. to the rappers, to the actors, yeah. you know, like being that spiritual guy is a great seasoning, a great topping to the pizza, mm. but you know, those are what going to get you what you want, quote unquote, as a young man. Mm. You know, you can be a pastor, but the pastor of leading a church of 2,000 people, if he's 25, will not get the same women, mm -hmm. will not get the same attention. You know, won't get the same clout as the 21-year-old that dra got drafted in the second round. Mm -hmm. not this, Or the same as the rapper. He's not going to get all of that. He's going to be like, man, like, he's going to get some attention from women, but mm. all the stuff that those kind of people get... He will not get so that's why it's kind of like on a back burner. And it could be like an older male thing because now you have a family. Now you want to, you know, it's a lot of other responsibilities, and you probably also feel like you need to depend on somebody. And you yeah. need to place all this this burden on on God, and you're asking God, how can I do this? All this stuff mm -hmm. at that point in time because it's just not your main focus. Your main focus is just you know getting your money right, you know, getting these women, getting in shape, and. I know that this is a, a way to do it and it's guaranteed versus me being, me memorizing the Bible is not going to give me women. That's good. And know what I thought about? I thought about something. I was reading a book. I was reading a, a great book called Why Men Hate Going to Church. I talked to you yeah, about yeah, that yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. It was an amazing read, guys, if you want to want to talk about it. And one of the things he talks about in the book is that the language of the church has changed. Not for men. And it's not for men. And you know what the biggest thing that we don't know that we say that is the biggest turnoff subconsciously to men? We say relationship with God. Yeah, that's that term. Yes. It sounds like a feminine term. The term relationship with God is not a predominantly way men have described God for thousands of years. Exactly. There's in the Bible, there's they don't refer to themselves as a relationship with God. Yeah. And and, and so so to me. That relationship with God language becomes feminine for guys who are, who are not trying to be in a relationship with anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let yeah. alone God. Yeah. You know? Or relationship with Jesus. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like that's like, oh, what do you mean relationship with this guy? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like the the language in itself turns people off, but the concept which historically has been true, and you see and and it means something. The concept is historically has been true, and it means something, and we see it especially in sports, yeah. how it's supposed to be done well. So the most religious people I've noticed in the male community are football players mm -hmm. and military people. Mm. Two most religious, like I use the word religious, spiritual, all that stuff, whatever it means. I, use, I just use the word religious. Don't get offended by it. But the two, two most religious are the military and football. You know Why? 
Because in those sports and that activity, God is a fellow soldier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to war. Have my back. Yes. I'm going to war. I need you. Yeah, you're more likely to get hurt yeah. doing those things. So what happened though, so you know what I'm saying is God is not boyfriend. He's not feminine in that. He's like a, a, a literally a soldier next to you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not boyfriend. He is brother in arms. Exactly. You know, and obviously not brother because God's not our brother, but yeah, you know what I, I mean? I like, got you. So it's like, so then on top of that, he's like the battery pack on your back to give you the strength to defeat your opponent. Yes. Everyone got that Philippians 413, Tim yeah, Tebow style. Armor, armor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, the armor of God. The, the whole armor of God. So it, he becomes, and that's how, and when you read the Psalms, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You read the Psalm, most of the Psalm, people liked all the feminized Psalms, the Psalms yeah. 23, stuff like that. But most of the psalm is God being warrior, God my refuge, my you know what I mean, stuff yeah. like that. It's a warrior language. So I've always viewed it as not a relationship with God, but a walk with God. Yes. You know what I mean? Like or it. a journey with God. Yes. Where it's like, yo, I am about to, God, I want to build this kingdom. I want to slay this dragon. You know what I mean? I want to, you know, expand your your name. I need, let's do this together. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I know I can't do this on my own. I know that I'm going to fail. I know that I, my, I know that my best thinking is going to get me in a bunch of ditches. I need your divine wisdom. You know, yeah. that Proverbs, you know, four or five, you know, um, there's a way that seems right to a man, but it's end leads to death. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, so to me, it's like, yo, I, I, I need you. You know what I mean? Like, I need you. And so, to me, it's helping men realize that's what the man's relationship with God is. Yes. You know what I mean? You're a soldier about to build your own kingdom, but you got this king that's ushered, that's, that sent you from his kingdom mm-hmm. that you're like, yo, when I'm about to invade this town, I need you to send some backup. Yes. When I need some guidance about, you know, building my castle, I need you to send me some wisdom. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's more of an understanding that this is what I've noticed that men have been relating with God from the jump, but we've lost that so much in modern Christianity. It's just because, and we can go down this road, but it's just, churches know their audience. Yes. So if their audience is mainly of women you know, older, younger, single women, then they're going to preach to their audience. You know, you can look at most of the, you know, the famous pastors in America today, especially the African-American. Yeah. You know, all the popular ones, I guarantee their their audience is mainly women. And in How the, much percent would you say? Depends on the pastor, honestly. On average, just average, 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 especially in the black community. I would say 70 to 80. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would say 70 to 80. And and you can even I I don't I, I haven't done much research in a while, okay. but I I'm sure their most popular videos are all about relationships. Mm-hmm. So if that is if these are the main popular ones in our community, and their audience is for their audience is women, and most of their you know preaching style is tailored to women, then yeah, men are going to have a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Men will always have a disconnect, and it's it's it's. It's a sad part because men will have to go somewhere else to find, you know, that guidance, you know, find that that brother in arms. And it could be good things and it could be bad things. You know, it could be friends that will lead you down the wrong path. Yeah, go over there, just F that girl and you'll get over it. Huh? Call me Mr. Hizzard. <laughs> Call me Mr. Hizzard. 
<laughs> you know, or I mean, and they'll refer to a YouTube channel. Like, like they'll prefer to whatever to get that male guidance to yeah. and to really feel that. But you know, the way that the preaching style is is not geared towards men. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's no men in church. Yeah, you know, and and that's why church attendance of men is just not high, especially men between the age of eighteen to thirty-five. Yeah, it's like it, it's like. We used to go to church by ourselves, you know, and, and we used to go as a group, but it's it wasn't a lot. And if it, sometimes we'd go just just see what the women gonna do. <laughs> you know, this church ain't got enough women. We ain't gonna come back here, brother. You know, so I mean, it's 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 when you know the message is is not for you yeah. most of the time, you you won't feel that connection. You yes, won't right. feel that like like God is speaking towards you or this yeah. is, is for me. Cause it's not like I remember going to a, a I was saying Lakewood Church. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to one of their sermons, and I was just sitting like, "Oh my God, this is a whole bunch of hope. This is a whole bunch of you know, God will provide. Just pray for it. Ask, you shall receive." Yeah. It was nothing masculine at all. I was like, "Man, this message is not for me." Yeah, this message is not for me. I feel yeah. like I can feel motivation to yeah. a certain extent, yeah. but I know He's not talking to me. Yeah. You can look in the audience. Look at the go to a church and look at the audience. Yeah. If it's mainly women. They your problem, <laughs> you know. Like that's why the the message is going to look like that, yeah. you know. So that's why you know women ask us why is not guys in church. There's multiple reasons why, and we just listed them out. And I love that point. Another thing that I thought about, I was talking to my that I read about in the book was the feminization of Jesus. Man, you know what I mean? They made Jesus look like a little b word. <laughs> and so what what ends up happening is that. I was talking to this one guy, you know, I, I, I did my video series on nice guys and stuff like that. I was talking to this one guy about this, the nice guy philosophy and, and all that. And one of the things is I said that for a lot of guys who are raised in the church, they get this horrible case of the nice guy. Oh, man. And because it's God wants me to be the nice guy. Be like Jesus. He was the nice guy, right? Mm-hmm. So... What happens is their mothers sell them, you need to be like Jesus, and Jesus wants you to be the nice guy. But your mother is selling you a half-truth. Because what the church has done is they have taught Jesus as simply the Lamb of God, but they have not taught him as the Lion of Judah, which he also is. Yes. He's a lion and a lamb. Yes. You know? And so... He's a lamb because he's tender, he's caring, you know what I mean? But he's a lion too, you know? He's coming back with a sword, you know, the tattoo on the leg and stuff like that. Like he's a lion too, you know? Like, he's like, yo, I didn't come to bring peace but a division, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. I, came to, I came to bring, you know? And so what ends up happening is that now all the, now the lion has become declawed and all his teeth has been removed. So they don't teach why did he die? People know he died, mm-hmm. but why did he die? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. People can't tell you why, well, why did people kill him? Yeah. If he was so nice and sweet and caring, why did they kill him? Because yep. he was a man who stood for something. Exactly. He's in a man who stood for something in spite of everybody else telling him otherwise to believe this, to stay in light, to not make a sound. He stood for something. Yeah. That's why he died. You don't just crucify nice guys. No. No. You know what I mean? 
So I, I, I've, I realized that so many dudes, I was talking to you on the phone about it. He was like, yeah, you're right. I didn't realize these things. I thought he was just a nice, sweet guy. I said, nah. No, no. You, you can't make the, the claims that Jesus be made and be a nice guy. Yeah. It's, it's the reason why he got crucified. Like yeah. you said, like either he is 100% the son of God or absolutely crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, it's just, that's it. Yeah. That's it. He's 100% said what he is. Oh, he's absolutely a lunatic. Yeah. So much so, they was like, man, we have to kill him. Yeah. Because his movement, he's way too powerful. Like, you just don't get that powerful from yeah. being just that night. Nice. Yeah, you don't, you, don't get, you don't get men to follow you. Yeah, exactly. And respect you. Exactly. Being a nice guy. Exactly. Being a sweetie pie. You have to be a very strong, dominant, powerful oh, man. man to get other men to respect. You need to have authority exactly. when you talk. You know what I mean? And so I realized that, like, I always challenge guys and say, yo, read the book of Luke in the Bible. Mm. Get the Bible app, read the book of Luke, translation, NLT, New Living Translation, the easiest one to read. Yes. Just read the book of Luke. It's a, bit, it's a little bit of a lengthier gospel. It is. But I dare just read it and just see how he was. Yeah. See how he talked. See how he stood for. Find out why did the Pharisees hate him? Man, Jesus said some crazy stuff. <laughs> he was Man. calling people out, bro. Yeah. He was calling people out on, on ABS. And, and that that kind of language, it would get you crucified back then. Yeah. The way he was saying, and it, it's, it's frustrating because it is missing in the church. Yes. Like, they're not saying... They're not teaching or uh, the sermon about why he went to the temple and flipped tables. And yeah, there. you know they're not teaching that. Favorite one. It's a great, <laughs> it's a freaking great story. Man. Yeah. So it's like I said, man. I just feel like, and I feel like just some churches. I'm not gonna say all, but I feel like some churches know their audience. Yeah. They know what's going to sell. They know what's going to make people give. So yeah. they tailor it towards that. Yes. And it's killing Emotional, the men. feminized messages of powder puff Jesus. <sighs> You know, and it's killing our men, bro. And so, and that's why. So, going back to the leveling up spiritually, I don't want men to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. I don't want men to see the feminization of the American church and to be, feel like now, you know, I'm walking with God, Jesus. The faith is irrelevant for men because, like I said, what it's fascinating because when you go to Islamic cultures, these are very masculine, dominant, powerful men. Yes. They lead and their their followers are all men that lead just as well. And and these men are very religious men. Very consistent. Very Very serious about it. Very devout religious men who are masculine, who are powerful, who are dominant in the Jewish community. So much so that they would die for it. Exactly. In the Jewish community, you see very similar things. You have these strong, competent, successful men who are religious. Who have this? Who have this walk with God? So to me, I just believe that, especially as believers and Christians, that is something that men all around the world of all different cultures. You know what I mean? They've they've used this strength from this divine strength to accomplish the great things. Because the reality of of it is, for what a lot of you guys want, you can't do it on your own. No. You know what I mean? No. I remember one of my favorite scenes from the movie Roots. Roots is an amazing movie. Have Roots. you ever seen Roots? The TV series? Nah, not the series. You need to watch it, Chris. Okay. When you get a chance, watch it. The Where's old it on? one. Uh, I, I don't know. I got to look for it. All right. But watch well, not the new one. The old one with Alex Haley. Okay. It follows a family from when their first ancestor got enslaved to I think like the 1900s. Oh. So it's a pretty cool story. But at the beginning, everyone knows Kunta Kente. Yes. 
He was born in some part of West Africa. And his dad did something so cool. On When Kuta Kente was born, his dad took him like out into the middle of the woods, like where you can see all the stars and all the stuff. And he lifted Kunta up. And he said, Kunta, witness the only thing greater than yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like he, like he gave him, and I love that scene, because he gave him identity and yes. he gave him submission. Yes. First, he said, by saying the only thing greater than yourself, he said, you are good. You are great. Yes. Like you're no matter who's next to you, behind, foreign you, you're you, great. You are great. You are great. Yes. You are a king. Yes. But you need to understand you are a king of a small K. Yes. There's a big K king, mm-hmm. and you need to witness him and submit to him yes. and to follow him. Yes. As you're living as your lowercase king on this planet. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was so it's so dope because. I think going back to what you always talk about, the identity, the spirituality to me, and that's why leveling up spiritually is so important, that gives you the identity. I'm telling you, man. Because when God calls you a king, there's no one can tell you otherwise. Identity is so important, bro. Yeah. It's the most important thing. I, I, I feel like you can get as far as you can get with, with yourself, but if you don't have the identity, you will, you will fall. You will, in some way, somehow... You will crash and burn. You have to have the identity, and only God can give you that because identity is something you will always have to work on. You know, it's 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 something where you you're in a weak moment. And it's gonna remind you of that thing that always been bothering you, and you're gonna have to have you know those exercises, those claims, you know, the things that God says about you, all those things to really come back out of that. You know, it's, oh man, when I heard from a wise guy. That you know he was really strong in his faith, really strong in his identity, mm-hmm. and and knew who he was uh, in Christ. And when he had a son, mm-hmm. all the insecurities came back mm-hmm. because he remembered how much his father affected him. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the strongest guys I knew. He was like, man, I don't know, I don't know if I can be the father. You know that that I, I'm called to be. I'm afraid to make mistakes. I'm afraid to do this. Mm-hmm. So when new challenges comes up, those natural insecurities, those experiences that you have, they also come up as well. Mm-hmm. But if you believe those things yeah. in your mind and you actually act out on it, then yeah, what you're afraid of will come true mm-hmm. because your identity wasn't strong enough. Yeah. You know, you have to have a strong enough identity where those things come, man. You you are you're strong still. Mm-hmm. You won't waver. You won't you won't move. Identity is so freaking important. How do you view yourself and how God views you would change your entire life. Yeah. In your entire life. Yeah. So definitely, fellas, like I said, man, that spiritual journey, I will highly advise you guys go on. Me personally, like I said, if, if you'd ask me a question, I I will tell you. Because they get the Bible app. It's on your phone. It's for free. Yeah. Um, then go to the book of Luke. It's in the New Testament, the third book. Matthew is the first one. Mark is the second one. Luke is the third one. Yeah. Read Luke. Read And the translation, you read it. The New Living Translation is very simple and easy. And find out who God is, what God wants for my life. And, then, and, and look at how did Jesus move as a man. You yeah. know what I mean? 100%. Look at look at how he moved. Look at, look at how he walked in his identity. Man, that's the big one. Everyone was like, you're a liar, you're this, you're wrong, you're not this. Who are you? You're the carpenter's kid. Who are you? You're, you? We know your brothers. We know your sister. Everyone throughout the whole, they were questioning him, challenging him. 
and no, and know what I love, man. This is getting, now we getting deep. No, here. let's go, let's go, because I, I know. Because Jesus's ministry, a lot of people claim it began after he was baptized by John the Baptist, mm-hmm. and what they said happened when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist was the heavens parted and a voice from heaven said, um, "This is this is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased." Yes. Think about what that meant. Mm. Think about that, like... He ain't even do nothing. Yet. Before you did anything, <laughs> I was pleased by you. Imagine that kind of confidence that men should have, that yeah. divine confidence. Yes. That, yo, God is pleased by you. 100%. No matter what you do, God's pleased by you. So go and fail, go and try, go and shoot, you know what I mean? Go and build, go and live your life, but guess what? You're my son. You're my beloved son. I am pleased. You know what I mean, and so and so that that part right there, it was like the fuel where no one Pharisee, Sadducee, mm, lawyer, mm. Herod, no matter who they were, you know what I mean, like they could not move him off of that masculine center because he knew who he was. And you could put that in context today. You know what what your parents say, what your friends say about you, what that teacher said to you in third grade, what that girl called you, whatever you know. God is already pleasing you. So all that is white noise. You know, you are already approved. He already loved you before you did anything. So all that stuff that people say, that doubt, you know, trying to tear you apart, trying to tear you down, none none of that means. Like, literally, when you read Luke, put yourself in God and, like, in in Jesus' life and, like, man, I can do the same thing. Because you, countless number of people told me we should have been stopped. Yeah, <laughs> you know, people are just like going crazy how far, and we still like how where we are today, mm-hmm. and it's just like if we would have you know stopped and listened to like what people said, mm-hmm. or the countless number of times we have like, man, do we like what is this? Like, mm-hmm. what is God trying to tell us? Like, should we keep going? Should we? Do? But no, we kept fighting, and even even reading Luke, I think one of the best ver- uh, uh, um books in the Bible as well. As far as just like a older mentor giving you advice as you walk, it's the the Timothy stories. Mm-hmm. the book The books of the books of Timothy is was shared a lot because this is a young man who's following God and he's asking questions. He's trying to live the life that he's trying to uh, that God wants him to live. Mm-hmm. And Paul just giving him so much wise advice. Mm-hmm. And I think Timothy will also help out once they read the gospel. You have to read the gospel to see what you know a Jesus life was like. And then, you know, those letters that Paul wrote, it's like, hey, like, this is what you're going to experience, and this is how you defend against those. This is how you should live. This is what, you know, the gospel is when you read Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. That's mm-hmm. literally the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like people need those reminders. People need, you know, those those affirmations. Like, how, like, because life is going to throw at you. Like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. You know, not everything is going to be good. And, and come in your way as you expected it. But as you continue to follow God, knowing your identity, knowing things going to come in, come your way, and you just continue to just go after him, you will get the life that you want mm-hmm. for sure, man. So hmm. this is big, bro. This is big. Sorry, what? There's something I was going to say. I got lost in what you were saying. Sorry, um, did I go everywhere? I feel like I went everywhere. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, so like my because I think a lot of things and, I, and I'm curious to what what men are thinking while while they listen to this and even in the comments 
you know, a lot of stuff is not tangible that you get. You know, like, obviously, if you get your money up, you can get the car you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. That's what I was thinking about. Okay, cool. I'm, 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 with, I'm here what, with him. One of the most important things we, we've been saying from the beginning, which I think differentiates us between everybody else, is high value, high character. Agreed. I think that's the biggest thing. That's how we're different. Because we don't just care about being the high value guys, or however you guys choose to define high value. Everyone has their own definition. Yes. But we really care about character. Yes. And somebody once said, the true character of a man is who he is when no one is looking. Agreed. You know what my dad said it is? What is that? Who he is when God is looking. Who? That's good. You know? And know what I thought about? This is deep. After you read Luke, even though I agree with Chris to the Timothy stories are good, I would challenge guys to read Proverbs. Yes. Proverbs is really good. I would challenge to read Proverbs. It's, it's just it's basic wisdom. Yeah. If you are a man right now you, and, you, and you lack wisdom, read Proverbs. You it need wisdom so in much life. gems. Basic wisdom, Proverbs. You need wisdom. And, and let me just give you guys one of my favorite Proverbs, just to give you guys a taste. Yeah, Proverbs is really Give good, you guys man. a taste. It's nearly the book, like probably one of the only books specifically for men yes. in the Bible. And let me give you guys a taste of Proverbs. Proverbs will flame you up, too. Oh, yes. Where's my favorite verse? I posted it on social media. Everybody want to know Proverbs 31. That's all they want to read. Yes, yeah, that bull yeah. piss. They you don't want to read, read the other 30. Real. You got to read the real world. Where's my Proverbs verse? Should be highlighted. See what's going on around. I know what the fudge. <laughs> the fudge. There it is. Uh 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 uh. Proverbs. Which verse? Which verse? <laughs> Boy, fees keep pump faking us. <laughs> God dang, which verse is it? There it is. Here we go. Proverbs twenty-seven, verses fifteen through sixteen. Oh Lord, a quarrelsome wife. <laughs> Is as annoying as constant dripping on a rainy day. Stopping her complaints is like trying to stop the wind or trying to hold something with grease hands. <laughs> Proverbs 21 9. It's better to live alone in the corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. The word of God has spoken. Oh, my God. But in true seriousness, what I love about Proverbs is Proverbs says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And going back to that point that you just brought up about who a man, who uh, true character man is who he is when God is looking. When you have the healthy fear of God, then you move rightfully so in the dark places in life. Yes. Because a lot of dudes right now, they do dirt, especially the, the, the butt-hurt, bitter guys who've been hurt by women. They're living their lives doing reckless things, and they, and they think no one sees it. But, yo, yeah, God sees it, man. Yeah. And you're just as bad as these girls. Mm-hmm. But that's why you got to have that character, and that spiritual journey is going to lead you, man, to a... Well, like I said, bro, if you have... You guys gonna be in shape. Yeah. You can have your own money. Yes. Have your own place, own car. You can have purposes. You can have plans. And then you have a you have a strong walk with God. Man, come on, bro. 
unstoppable. It's all you need, man. That's unstoppable. Unstop- it's unstoppable, man. It's unstoppable. And, and and the Bible gives you most of those things, especially with the with the character. It has every example. Yeah. It has. You mean shoot? You want to take initiative, responsibility? You got to read about standing in the gap. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. got to read. You got to read that verse in Ezekiel. I think it's Ezekiel twenty eight. 29, God saw for a man and found no one. Uh, yeah. No one? Yeah. Who's going to stay in the gap, Fees? Yeah. Who's going to stay in the gap for these men? Duh. Who's going to help these men level up? Who's going to stand in the gap, Fees? Level up. So, I mean, I think it, it's so many different examples like that. And and it, it even like, like we already talked about uh, earlier today, the Tower of Babel, it's just like, man... If if man had all these things and and God didn't do that to the Tower of Babel, we wouldn't need him. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always a healthy fear and a healthy wisdom of God that we have to have in order to get everything that God wants us to get. Because it's all about sanctification. It's all about being made more like God. Yeah. So we we need that. And the moment of time we feel like we don't need it, we we are we're gonna lose. Yeah. You may get everything material wise, position wise, but you at the end of the day you end up losing. Yeah. So what I want to talk about is two important two things for the religious guys who rock with our content, those who are on the spiritual journey, rock with our content, because a lot of them may feel some kind of way about the level up. They they understand it, but sometimes it doesn't sit with them well. And the first thing that I realize doesn't sit with them well occasionally is this idea of leveling up physically, hmm. because I feel like they view it as it appears as vanity. Like you're showing off, yeah. looking good, yeah. being in good shape. You know what I mean? They view it as vanity. They okay. view it as like, oh, this isn't good. Like, you know, I shouldn't be flashy. I should be modest. I should be a humble carpenter. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They, they view it as flashiness. So, so for, for guys who view the leveling up physically as vain flashiness, what would be some advice you have for those individuals? Well, I would say everything is subjective. Obviously. So what what do you feel like is subjective towards, you know, how you want to look physically wise, you know, it's subjective. I do think everybody needs to be healthy, though. So you can't just be eating whatever you want, not doing anything, having high cholesterol, having all these health issues. And you think that's leveling up. I don't think so. You you have to be healthy, you know, and as far as just, you know, like I understand that some guys don't want to get the car in order to attract a woman. That's cool. I understand that. That's you. It's, it teaches on. You get what you want out of life. So, if if you feel like that is vanity, then I feel like you shouldn't do it. I just think that you work hard. If you if it's nothing wrong with having something that you want, you know, especially if you worked hard for it, especially if you know that this is going to bring you joy. It's the attentions. Intent is all what matters. If you're doing things just for people's approval, people's acceptance, then yeah, I don't think that would be good for you in the long run. I think that is vain. But if it's something like, man, I have always wanted this kind of car. I always wanted this house. I wanted to build my own house. You know, it's nothing wrong with doing that. It's nothing wrong with having a nice suit and looking good. It's all a part of of God. Your body is your your temple. Your your body is your image. How you take care of yourself is how you love yourself. It shows all those different things. You know, so you it's hard for me to say that you love yourself, but you let yourself go. You yeah. love yourself, but you dress in any kind of way. Yeah. You know, you're loving yourself, but you're not 
you know, not wanting to get out your mom's house. Like, all that stuff, it cannot correlate. Yeah. It cannot be true. You know, what? how you feel inside, action has to follow behind it. No, and I like that point right there because, like I said, let's stay, let's stay physically, but I, I wanted to go to touch on financially afterwards. But to that point, you're right. It's like, yo, God gave you this body. Take care of it. Take care of it. I remember somebody once said, it's fascinating that churches condemn drunkenness, but they're filled with fat people. If you, that's what I'm saying. If you care about somebody, yeah, you know, you what have I mean? to say something. And, and why I brought that up is because what's interesting, if you go throughout the Bible and you read the story, read any, the text, what you're gonna realize is drunkenness is usually married with gluttony. Yes, they call Jesus a drunken and a glutton. Yes, you, you see those two stories together. So what ends up happening is that, like, gluttony is not good. Overindulging in anything. Out, drunkenness happens when you're overindulging in alcohol. Alcohol isn't a sin. Drinking is not bad. When you're overindulging and poisoning your body, that's the issue. Exactly. The same thing is true with food. 100%. If you're overindulging and overeating and you're, and you're destroying your body, that's not good either. No. And so one of the biggest things, similar to what you said, that, yo, you got to take care of that body. You know, you got to get to be a good steward of that body. You got to make sure that you are working out, exercising, eating well, doing all the right things. Your body, like I said, it is a gift from God. Take care of it. Yeah. And, and this, that's why I have a, a love and hate relationship with the Love Yourself movement. Because sometimes the Love Yourself movement can pro, pro, uh, project people to actually want to get better physically. But sometimes it'll let people stay in their BS and wants to be lazy and don't want to work out. Yeah. I, like, I love myself for who I am. I don't want to do this. I shouldn't have to do this. You know, like, I shouldn't have to lose this weight, you know, to feel some kind of way for somebody. Yeah. And I think it's just, I think it's just complete BS. I think that message allows people to just, you know, be lazy. Yeah. And just be just accepting to something they really not happy about. Yeah. So, it, like, it's, it's subjective, but I think people use that excuse to not work out because it's too hard. You know, they don't want to stop eating the food. They don't want to stop because it, it, it tastes too good. Or they use food as, you know, their cure. Mm -hmm. You know, they use food to, to escape. You know, like some traumatic event happened. They just they eat, they eat, they eat, they yeah. eat. You know, so I, that whole love yourself movement, just, just the way you are. Like, cool. I understand. Love yourself. But also love yourself into, an, into a healthy manner. Yes. You yes. have to, man. You have to. And so then another thing that I thought about, uh, let me go see if I can find this first. Man, I hope I can find it. So another thing I thought about was in regards to when we say leveling up financially. Oh, thank you for the water, by the way. No problem. I feel like the, uh, I feel like the uh, emotionally one, I think they'll agree with that. I think it's easy for a religious person to agree with emotionally um, and obviously spiritually, duh. But the, like I said, the physically one, I think we just we touched upon that. We don't got to be redundant for that one. But the big one is that the financial one. And I want to find the verse that these guys always misquote, in my opinion. Are these the guys that start talking about just leveling up, or are these like the religious guys? No, the guys, like guys, I feel like when we're saying leveling up for guys who have um, the, the feminized Christian conditioning, there are some things in their minds that don't fully allow them to embrace the leveling up concept. Gotcha. Because, like, going back to the first point, they think looking good is vain. Yeah. 
you know, you know what that, that Proverbs thirty one one, like you know, beauty's is, beauty's is, um, f- f- what does it say? Charm is deceitful, beauty's fading, but a woman loves like the that. Lord, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they take stuff like that to be able to go ahead and justify why not to take care of themselves. You know, yeah. like oh, it doesn't matter how you look; it matters it's how you're. It's about you're, my my love for God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I I want to make sure that like they understand, yo, part of your love for God is you leveling up, especially physically. You cannot not be taking care of your body. There's, yeah, you can't tell me that God doesn't want you to be healthy for your family. Yeah, like if if. I just don't see how you can tell me that you have a family of five and you are in your early 40s, you know, and you're 60 pounds overweight and you have an underlying health conditions and you think that's okay. You think that's what, you know, God wants. Like, it shouldn't matter. No, I think you always have to be healthy because you have, you are the man. You have to take care of the family. You have to lead well. And leading well is also part of, be, of being healthy at the same time. So there's no way that you can just tell me that's not what God wants. Yeah. And so I I, I really enjoy that part because like you said, it, love yourself and love your family enough to be the best version of yourself. Point blank period. End of the day. Like I so said, we're not here to shame anybody, no. to make fun of anybody. It's about doing what's best for you. So the your, your, goes, and your family want, wants you to be healthy. Your yeah. wife wants to be healthy. You know, like it's, it's, it's your... Your spouse shouldn't have to beg you to go to the doctor. Yes. Or it shouldn't have to beg you to go work out. Yes. Like, you have to have that love and, like, understand, like, fam, people are dependent on me. Yeah. Your mission is dependent on Your purpose yeah. is dependent on If your body can't perform, you can't fulfill your purpose. Yeah. You can't fulfill your mission. You can't fulfill what God is calling you to do. Yeah. So how in the heck does that not correlate? No, that's real. That's real. And so going to the, fi- the finances one and... He- I feel like a lot of guys, especially who who um, are trying to level up financially, it doesn't resonate with them because of one verse that is ex- taken out of context a lot. And that verse was going back to your book of Timothy. Okay. First uh, Timothy chapter six was written by a guy named Paul to his mentee named Timothy. And um, in the in verse ten, everybody knows this verse. And it's for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. So the the easiest misinterpretation is people will say the love of money is a is a the, the, for the love of money is evil. Mm-hmm. That's what people think. Yes, but no, it's saying for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. Yes, and so people will then take that sentence, love of money is root of all kinds of evils, and say. Leveling up financially, getting your money up, making more money. Guys, where's the money at? Proving your money. Oh, my gosh. That's wrong. The Bible said love of money is rid of all evil. Those guys are telling people to get money, chase money, 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 money. Money is evil. Yeah. First, it never said money was evil. It said for the love of money. Exactly. Is the root of all kinds of evils. And here's why. Because you got, like I said, when you read the Bible, a lot of people read it read verses like independent sentences yeah it's kind of like it's like it's kind of like imagine somebody on fox news taking a kendrick lamar song song like uh what's that song called um and when i wake up i'll be recognizing for my pay cuts uh i love myself is that uh, i love myself up and down before oh um freaking all right we'll be all right, all right so they yeah. took they took it so they'll take a sentence 
Like, and we hate Popo, want to shoot his dead in the street for sure. They'll take a sentence yes. and they will use that sentence to define the entire song, to demonize the song, take it out of context and all that stuff. Create a whole different narrative. Exactly. So that's what people do the same thing to the Bible. 100%. They take a sentence, take it out of context, and they create a whole different narrative. So I want to read verse, verse 9, verses 8 through 10. Preach. I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna do, do uh, nine to ten. That's fine. I don't wanna waste too much time. So before the for the love before the for the love of money is root of all kinds of evil. I can't talk today. I'm not sure if you can see this. My brain is shutting down. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. We gotta we gotta come on. For the love of money is all is a root of all kinds of evil. Before that it says, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Mm. So the reason why the love of money is the root of evils is because people will do anything to chase the money. Mm. The money isn't a problem. It's what you do to get the money. It's the problem. And so what, they, what, what, the, what, what Paul is warning Timothy is that people will enslave people. Yes. To make money. People will prostitute little girls yes. to make money. People will sell poison to pregnant mothers to make money. Yes. People will do evil things just to get money. So the warning of the love of money is root of all kinds of evils is not saying don't pursue money. Yeah. It's saying be careful that... be. Be careful not to love money so much yes. that you compromise your character and you do evil things to make money because what everybody knows, the quickest way to make money is to do bad things. Easily. That's always going to be the fastest way to make money. To make the most money now is to do bad things. Mm -hmm. Easily. That's easy. You can look at it right now. Drug dealers. <laughs> yeah. You know, like just mipping Scammers. Scam oh, my God. Scammers. I mean, shoot, all these different things. Only fans? <laughs> yes. Freak. I don't care what y'all say. It's bad. So, yeah, I mean, have, having money is not a bad thing. I just want to get that point. Yes. Having money is a bad thing. Not bad. How you get it yes. can be a bad way. Yes. You know, how you spend it could be a bad way. You yes. could be wasteful. You yes. know, you cannot steward your money well. Exactly. But having the money itself is not a bad thing. Exactly. So, like, that's 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 what we're talking about. Like, it's, you can have that and still follow God. Yes. You can have that and still have high character. Yes. You can have that and still fill out your purpose. Yes. You can have that and still be healthy. Yes. You know, like, it's it's not a bad, negative thing. Yes. It may, it may what we all always, what we see in social media or what we read about, what our parents about, none of those things are true. Yeah. You can have money and still be you. Yes. And still level up and still get better. It's all about improving. Yeah. I don't think God wants you to be in the place where you are right now for the rest of your life. Yes. Doesn't make any sense. Yes. So like we have to get out of that mindset. We have to get out of the mindset that money will change us. Yes. If your character is solid, if your identity is in Christ, you know, God will give you the wisdom, the discernment, and the responsibility to steward that money well. Yeah. Have confidence in yourself. Yeah. Have confidence in yourself, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. So, like, we have to understand that. Yeah. We have to get that. It is okay to have the money. Mm -hmm. 
How you get it, that can be a problem. Yes. What you do with it, that could be a problem. Mm -hmm. But having it is not a problem. Exactly. And so going back to that point that you said, I think that's really important that the guys realize that because by doing that, by making the money in a healthy, responsible, respectful way, you can use that money to help so many people. You can change a lot of people's lives with that. Exactly. And so, like, I remember when I was younger, not picking on people going to ministry, but a lot of people believe the way they serve God is by going into full-time ministry, being a pastor, I don't even want to go down that conversation, bro. Oh, my God. But they don't realize that by you... By you starting a business, by you making money, having a good career, you can use those resources to help so much more, you know what I mean, than you could have in this pastoral position. And so to me, I, I really want to, for, like I said, for my religious guys, for my Christian guys, for my spiritual guys, I want them to understand that, yo, you guys making money isn't bad. Of, of, of anything, we need more high-character millionaires. We need more high-character billionaires. We need more guys who are good quality people who have access to these resources. You know what I mean? Who have access to these empires, who have access to these businesses. I remember when I was younger and I was, you know, really a part of the church, they would be so obsessed with, religious people would be so obsessed when um, other religious people got onto like secular platforms. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, if like an Andy Minio went on Sway's show, yeah. or if a guy like Carl Lance or Lecrae went on The Breakfast Club, yeah. they would be so pumped because like, oh my gosh, they got to share the gospel, spread the light, and be positive on this big platform that's so dope. And you know what I said to myself? Instead of wanting to go on this platform, why don't you just be the platform? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Instead of thinking it's a win... To go on the Breakfast Club or go on Joe Rogan and share your light. Why don't you build the greatest platform and you be the light? Yeah. And that's the dopest part about our show. Yes. We are the platform. Yes. I guess I, Joe Rogan would be cool. Yeah, you would probably love to sit on the couch with Marlon, Rory, and I Joe Buddy. I would love to talk to him. It'll be fun to go there. Yeah. But then we, we got the we platform. Good. We you good. You know what I mean? 100%. And so to me, it's like, yo, there's so much you can do. By using your finances, using your tools wisely, building these businesses. I want these dudes to have these behemoth businesses like Chick-fil-A, like Hobby Lobby. I know you may not agree with their politics, but yeah. I'm talking about just like, yo, having the resources to do as you please. 100%. 100%. I, I think, man, if, if you're called... If God is calling you to be a pastor, be a pastor. Yeah. If God calling you to be, the, be a business owner... Be a business owner. Even calling you to be a doctor, be a doctor. You have to be the best version of your pastor, of your abilities that you can be, the business owner that you can be, and the best doctor that you be. All of them come with different salaries, whatever, different money accounts, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But being the best version and actually doing what you're called to be is the main thing. And I, I thought of this concept, how tired are you one through one to ten if we want to go down this road? Because when you, when you brought up the point where guys feel like it's vanity to um to make a lot of money is a wrong thing. I thought of of reason why. And it's maybe because these famous pastors 
they go on these expensive trips. That's good. They have these materialistic things. They have the cars. They have this house. Meanwhile, the average income or, you know, their their you know, followers are struggling at their church. Yeah. You know, while they are thriving, they're doing, they have multiple cars, they have this, they have that, but their church followers are lacking, mm-hmm. are struggling, are hurting, but they are thriving. Mm-hmm. And I think that image of itself, the, the way society kills them, the way they're, they're handling their finances, that's why it's a probably one of the main reasons why they feel like, man, I can't have a lot of money. I can't get this car. I can't get this house because if I'm known as that guy, then people are going to kill me for it. That's an amazing point, and let's go ahead and talk about it because we know we know a guy who's in that very same predicament. 100%. Um, and so I think what you got to realize is, in my personal opinion, my personal opinion, and let's go. Let's go with a guy who I personally respect, like TD Jakes. Mm-hmm. So there's two kinds of pa- millionaire pastors. Let's go to good and let's, let's go to bad. Here we go. TD Jakes. What I respect about TD Jakes is, do you know how much money he gets from the church? Probably none. He he gets zero salary from the church. Same thing with Joe Osteen. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but yeah. people be killing Joe Osteen, yeah. but he don't take a salary at all from from Lakewood. And and I I don't know Joe's Joe's story. Yeah, I, I know, know a little I, bit. I don't know it's how much he was ago. getting. I don't know if it was like I got so much money now that I don't need no more money. He made a lot of money from his books. And so my thing with TD Jake's just like that. People don't realize that these dudes write books. Yes. T.D. Jakes has an entertainment company. These dudes make movies. There is nothing wrong with you writing a book and making money off the book, the book selling, and you becoming profitable. We need to get that BS out the window. There's nothing evil, mm. whether it's Oprah, whether it's Beyonce, whether it's a god thing, Dalai Lama. <laughs> Anybody can be free to write a book. It touched a lot of lives, and it becomes profitable. My hero, Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life, has over 2 million copies sold. I know Jordan Peterson, at the least, got $3 <laughs> a book. Yeah. He made $6 million off of those books alone. Yeah. And that's lowballing him. Yeah, that's, that's 100% lowballing him. But Jordan Peterson deserves every one of those pennies and, he, and more mm-hmm. for those books. He deserves, he's not a bad guy for getting rich over the books. No. Rick Warren wrote one of the best-selling paperback books of all time called A Purpose-Driven Life. Mm. It's a great read for those who are looking to begin a spiritual journey. Mm. I believe that book has sold 35 million copies. I know Rick Warren has made at least $100 million off of those books alone. He is not a bad guy for making a book, selling a book, and being profitable from it. So the very first thing that we got to realize is that just because someone is a follower of God doesn't mean that they're a bad person for making money selling a product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, a really good movie, like a Christian movie, and somebody making a religious movie with religious undertoning and it being very profitable, that person's not bad for making that movie. Like miracles in, miracles in the outfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you're not bad for making that movie. God thinks C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Chronicles of Narnia. Money. You know what I mean? 100%. J.R.O. Tolkien, the Lord of the Rings. Woo! Return whether, of the King. Whether you're, whether you're doing explicit Christian literature or implicit Christian literature, you are free to make money selling books and creating product. 100%.
So that is the good guy. So I want to make that clear. There's nothing wrong with that. People think it's bad. No. But then you have the bad, the guys who, in my opinion, I consider these the un, the bad stewards. Yes. Because to me, as going back to Timothy, Paul teaches it is not right to muzzle an ox. Mm. So what that means is, and I'm, and I'm going to do my best job. It says, do not muzzle an ox while it's graining. So I think this is how it works. When you are trying to plow land, use an ox. You're, you, did you ever been to a farm before? Yes. So have you, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. So I, I'm pretty sure you put the, the yoke on the, on the ox or whatever yes. you put on the ox, and he goes... Yes. Mm-hmm. Walks and he plows the land for you. Yeah, it, the thing falls. Yeah, behind the little him. rake things yes. falling be- behind. Yeah. So what's interesting is, does the ox get food breaks? No. How does the ox eat? Mm. Mm. He eats as he's walking. plowing, walking. He's eating the food that's on the ground. Mm. As he's working, he's also laying down grain or whatever he's doing. He's eating whatever falls on the ground. Mm-hmm. And, and, what, and what they did was people used to muzzle them. Yeah. They would, they would put the muzzle so they wouldn't be able to eat. eat. Just work. But they realized the goddamn oxes were dying. Yeah. He's an animal. He's like, you got to eat. You got to eat. Everybody got to eat. So the rule was no muzzle an ox as he's, you know, graining, whatever the heck they called it. Allow him to eat as he's working. Mm. So even though his work is taken away from the food. Let them eat. Yeah. So the, 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 the message about religiously is that. So a pastor has a family. Yes. Has children. Has bills. Needs food. Needs water. But he's spending 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a day helping God's people and people all around the world. He can't take no salary for no church. <laughs> How do you expect him to feed his kids? Mm-hmm. This man's going to the funeral homes, to the nursing homes, to pray for grandma. To doing weddings. To doing weddings, you know yeah. what I mean? To going to the homeless shelter, mm-hmm. to counseling this couple about to get engaged. How is he supposed to make money? So the theological implication is you are allowed to make money off of your work. Donations, gifts, tithes, you're allowed to make money from that. Yes. So there's nothing wrong with those guys doing that. But the last part is the ones who are taking too much. Mm. If you, like I'm not mad at a man. We, we say, okay, the pastor wants to live in Atlanta. He has four kids. The, the typical lifestyle for a, a man of four to have a stay-at-home wife is $130,000 in a city like Atlanta. Let's give him $130,000 salary. I'm not mad against that. Yeah. Take care of his family. But when the pastor is taking... $1.4 million and getting a private jet from the church's tithes and offering, that's when it's robbery. Mm. So I want you guys to distinguish those two things. Yes. yes, those guys who are robbing, who are taking money in that way, those are bad guys. They're doing wrong things. We definitely don't need to celebrate them. But there's nothing wrong as a man of God for putting in the work and getting the fruits of your labor. Not at all. I had a story time. I had a pastor one time. I was visiting the church. And this man passed the plate around, take offering. <laughs> you know, take offering, people put in, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You know what I mean? As as he started preaching more, you know, started talking about the upcoming events, he he receives a white paper, he just did this. Passed the plate back around. <laughs> and, and, and he was like, listen, look, I'm going to this conference. 
You know, I'm going to this conference. I'm trying to grow the church. You know, I need a new suit. Y'all want y'all pastor to look good, don't y'all? <laughs> I need to look good. I need a new suit. So we going to pass the playback around so y'all can bless y'all pastor with the good suit. This sermon I bless y'all. I was like... <laughs> they would never see me again. They would never see me That's again. Horrible. It's crazy. Yeah. That's horrible. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm 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 glad you woke up. Yeah. <laughs> Got the fire out of these, but yeah, man, I think I think those are reasons why because we see in the media those pastors getting killed for doing those kind of things. Obviously, they're not stewarding their money well, but also. Um, they are seeing pastors just making a lot of money yeah. and they seeing that as bad as well. Yeah. Which is not true. So I think I think I just wanted to make sure we got that point across mm-hmm. because I feel like that's a reason why guys was like, nah, I don't wanna I don't wanna make a lot of money. Yeah. You know, also it, it could be even with the physical thing, like, I don't wanna be a sex symbol. I don't wanna lust, want women and lust after me. You know, I don't wanna cause that. I wanna guard her heart. Mm-hmm. Fees. <laughs> Oh my God, that's probably the number one saying I hate in this world, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Yes, sir. So, guys, like we said, man, leveling up physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Today, we touched upon spiritually. Take that seriously. Yes. Take it very seriously. Yes. And for those who are religious, those who Christians, those who are spiritual, whatever you may be. Definitely do not think that there's anything wrong, evil, sinful um, about you leveling up physically and financially. What are some, um, what are some, um, like, other tools that they can use if they want to learn more from the Bible? Uh, uh, Like, what are some of those keys? Like, right now, I think of, like, Right Now Media. Have you heard of Right Now Right yeah, Now Media? Yeah. Right Now Media is basically like a, a big Netflix version for all kinds of, you know, lessons, teachings, you know, um, biblical stories. If you if you read something in the Bible and you need more explanation, yeah. Right Now Media is basically the Netflix version of that. But you have any other uh, of tools that you recommend? So my number one book for every single person, and this book is a gem. This book will change your life. I've been quoting it for years, and that book is 30 Days to Understanding the Bible. That's a good one. 30 Days Understanding the Bible is the gem. Go ahead and get yourself a copy of that book. I'll provide a link to that in the description. Go ahead and get 30 Days Understanding the Bible. It is a great catalyst and tool to help you begin your spiritual journey. That's really good. And if you need something, because everybody's different learning. I feel like you can... Use different methods. I know it's this. I think it's called Bible Project, and it is a YouTube page that's um, that's really good with these videos. They have like you know those cartoon kind of videos, and it's really good explanation on you know the story of whoever. Yeah. And I think that would be something that people can use as an extra tool to learn and to grow uh, in that. But that's a good one. I think I think if you are a Christian and you need something to that you want to read, that that you want to grow, you want to take your spirituality to the next level, I always recommend Radical by David Platt. Yeah. Radical is a really good one. Yeah. And if you're a college and you're trying to do college ministry, yeah. obviously feel the flame. <laughs> That's like the Bible of David, college ministry. David Platt. God dang it. David Platt. I actually met... Hopefully, uh, hopefully he revised that book. Well, Radical? Yeah. You didn't like Radical? I think when you really break it down, I think it's, I think it's too much. I can see that. Yeah. But I think I think I think he said it in a radical way. 
<laughs> in a radical way. Yeah. I definitely think he said it in a radical way. Um, they, who wrote Fuel in the Flame? I actually met that guy. Steve Shadrach? No, it's not Steve Shadrach. Sure. It might be Steve Shadrach. Shadrach, Mishash, and Abednego. <laughs> I don't forgot what his name is. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, nah. I can see why you say that about radical. Yeah. But, but. Guys, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Hopefully this episode helped us continue to level up, continue to become the best version of ourselves. My name is Hafiz. First to start the show, baby. Roommates and... Adios. <laughs>